Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today our guests is Leslie Awasom and Tenny Tolofari. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thank you for having us, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Whitney. And by the yeah. way, the name's pronounced very well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We worked hard on that, listeners, in case you, you didn't realize. <laughs> no, a little about uh, Leslie and Tenny. Leslie is a managing partner and co-founder of Excite Capital Investment, LLC, a multifamily real estate investment-focused company in the Washington, D.C. area. Scared by the events of the 2008 crash, he decided to look into alternative ways of securing a future for his family. And aren't we all? That's so important. Yes. So, bought his first investment property in 2017, then transitioned to multifamily investing in 2019 after meeting his partner, Tenny. Prior to becoming a managing partner at Excite Capital Investment, Tenny spent several years leading a major sales force in one of the fastest growing financial services companies in America. Together, they have invested in a 192-unit apartment project in 2019 and are on track to acquire 500 units in 2020. So, Leslie, Tenny, thank you guys very much for your time today on the show. And But give the listeners a little more about you know who you are and what your focus is, and let's dive in. Well, I think you, you basically said it out there, but thank you very much. That was awesome, and thanks for the introduction. I came to the United States in 2010 for you know to pursue the American dream. And uh, fast forward 2019, I met Leslie, and I felt like I'm becoming closer every day to achieving that American dream. And Excite Capital is a company that we created to what put us in that path towards achieving that, that American dream. And Leslie and I, you know, we came together, we thought about what we can do differently in the space. Uh, we did a lot of research in terms of real estate investment and multifamily is that one that really connected with us. So it's been an amazing journey. We've been learning a lot of stuff in our path and we've been meeting a lot of great people like yourself. And it's just been an exciting journey so far. So, And for me, um, I've been in the U.S. now for 20 years. Most of that part I spent trying to do the same thing, build that American dream. Went to school, studied hard, then graduated from school. I currently work as a nurse anesthetist on my nine-to-five profession. So in 2008, when I graduated from college and as a nurse and started working, that was right around the time when the crash hit. And I had the experience of seeing like some older healthcare providers that had been in the business for years, getting ready for retirement, having to lose all their retirement funds during that period of time. It was an event that really scared me and left an impact on me for a while. And um, fast forward a few years later, when I graduated and started working as a nurse anesthetist, and had a child at that point in time, I realized that I had to do something to secure my future and the future of my, uh, my kids. So that's how I started learning, um, reading books on real estate. And I read a book by Robert Kiyosaki called Second Chance, at your life and your money. And that kind of helped me get in the real estate space at that point in time. Second um, Chance. Second Chance for your money. I read that before reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a book really geared towards um, millennials dealing with student loan debt and explains a lot about the financial system and really opened my mind up. And that's how I developed the courage to go in and invest in real estate. 
but still moving slow, still afraid of a lot of stuff. Then I met Tenny, and my life just changed from that point on. Uh, we were able to put our heads together and started Excite Capital Investments. And it has really been an exciting journey so far. And um, we look forward to the future and how we could contribute to the space. Awesome. Well, I'd love for you to elaborate on your journey a little bit. I know there's lots of listeners who can relate to you all right now. And, you know, congratulations to you all. Just, I mean, it's a lot to make it happen. I can't even imagine, you know, coming to the U.S. from another country and what all that entails just making that happen alone, much less getting here and actually starting a company and making it happen. But uh, just, you know, congratulations just to that alone, much less to your future success. So, uh, you know, tell me, though, some of the hard knocks you all have experienced up to this point. So, you know, when I, you know, came to the States, I came for grad school, uh, basically, and I went ahead, got my master's, I got hired at at Boeing and Deloitte, I've been a consultant with these companies. And in 2016, I decided to branch off after I faced a major health problem, I hurt my fifth disc, and I stayed home for about four to five months. And while I was recuperating, I said, okay, is this what I want to do? Do I want to continue to work nine to five? Do I want to do something else? You know, I started asking myself these questions, right? And I came across an opportunity about the financial industry. And I said, okay, let me listen to what it's all about. And I started learning about it. My background is engineering and IT. Uh, and I didn't have anything in the financial space. But I said, you know what? I need to learn about money. And I started learning about it. I got involved in the business. I started helping a lot of family. And interestingly, one day I met Leslie's wife. So I met him to his wife, actually. <laughs> so I met Leslie's wife at a doctor's office where I was doing a presentation. And out of the about 10 ladies that I met at that event, Leslie's wife was the only one that gave me audience. She was like, you know what? I think you need to talk to my husband. <laughs> I said, I think this is a setup. <laughs> <laughs> so she gave me her husband's number, invited me to the house, and I came to the house and to try to sh- share with them what I do in terms of financial services. And in the process of doing my presentation, I started sharing some of my philosophy when it comes to investing, when it comes to finance, when it comes to personal development, and we're like, you know what, let's forget about what we're doing right now. And we started talking about books, we started talking about how we can start blinking up later on. And then we started meeting at, an, at the brewery close to our houses uh, where we talk about, you know, real estate. So we started playing this game called the Cash Flow Quarter. It's a cash flow board game by Robert Kiyosaki, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we started playing that game for a couple of weeks and we're inviting a lot of people to come and join us and play the game. At this point, we didn't talk about, you know, we want to invest in real estate yet. We're just talking about money and everything. And in that process, that's when we started saying, okay, you know what? I think you bring something to the table, something unique to the table. I bring something unique to the table. Maybe we should do something. And then we said, you know what? Let's go in and understand what are the different types of real estate investment that are out there. So we went for seminars, started reading books, started doing a lot of research. And we actually put an offer in some single family homes. But at one point we we found, found a material it was Grant Cardone, actually. <laughs> so Grant Cardone material, we saw it, and that's where the light bulb that just turned on, and we said, you know what, I think the aspect we want to go into is going to be multifamily. So we 
just dug in deep, putting our money, our resources. We're just doing a lot of research, going to events, talking to people. And then and, and since then, that's how our journey has been so far. So I don't know if you want to share some of the challenges that we've been <laughs> having in the process. Well, let me ask you, Tini, you mentioned you both brought different things to the table, which is, you know, it's awesome in a partnership when you can find somebody that compliments you, right? You don't want to have the same skill sets most of the time. But you know, what was that for you? What were some differences you all seen that, okay, you know, you can do this a lot better than I can. And so you knew this was a good partnership. Absolutely. That's a good question. So this is about me. I'm not scared of anything, right? I'm that person that if you say, you know, we got to do a billion dollars, I say, yes, let's do it. Right. I'm not going to be like, okay, a billion dollars is too much. I feel like as long as we're able to think about it, we should be able to achieve it. Right. So I'm not scared of numbers. I'm not scared of human beings. For instance, if the president right now, they say, let me give him a call, I have his phone number. I'm not going to be scared to call him. I'm going to call him at the end. Hey, my name is Tenny Tolofari. You see what I'm saying? And then he brings the details. He brings a lot of details into what we do. He's the one that does our underwriting. I'm not scared. To, like I said, I'm not scared to talk to anybody. I try to go out there and create the network and stuff like that. And then he's now becoming an expert in it. <laughs> you know, initially when we met, he couldn't. You know, strike a conversation. He's scared to meet with people. I'll have to go and start a conversation and he comes in. But now, man, he's doing a great job. So I'm really, really proud of him. And, and that's what, you know, both of us are bringing to ourselves. We're beginning to help each other grow in the different areas that we used to lack. So that's one thing I can pinpoint. Okay. Well, Leslie, you know, any kind of a partnership like this or just getting a business started is difficult. I don't care who you are. I mean, just especially when you're new to just business in general. And I, I'm not sure if you all are new to business in general, but either way, a real estate syndication business is not easy to get started. You know, what's kind of a setback that you all have experienced or something, maybe a hurdle that you didn't expect that you all have had to overcome? We've had several challenges along the way. Um, one of the main challenges we had is uh, an incredible opportunity that we had for a deal that we were supposed to be part of. At that point in time, um, we had kind of slowed down on our money raising part of the game because uh, we fell into the trap of believing that when you have a deal, the money is going to come. Mm. And at that point, we had the deal at hand and meeting um, people that we had spoken to at first to invest in a deal that had said that showed some interest. We had not spoken to enough people at that point in time, and we could not raise to meet for that deal, to be part of that deal. And that was like an experience that happened earlier on in our journey. We were able to learn from that and put the systems in place to start raising money and bring in all the systems that we need to be successful in the future. So and one of the challenges that we had is I used to be kind of an introvert, shy person, didn't want to tell so many people about what we were doing, which was an Achilles heels on our operations because a lot of the people at that point in time, when you have a deal at hand and you go start talking to people, it's the first time they're hearing that you're doing a real estate syndication. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're coming out of the blue and talking about something they have no clue about. So that's one of the lessons that we learned along the way. Okay. So... I want to come back to that, but I meant to ask Tenny, you mentioned like educating yourself. What's the best way that you found to educate yourself when you're like newly started and getting ramped up in this business? Oh my God. <laughs> we were consuming information like, I don't know how to describe it, but everything, podcasts, books, seminars. Maybe like the best way that, you know, has taught you the most. I think the best way that taught us the most is actually doing it. Because one thing is to read one thing is to listen to people. One thing is to actually go out there and do it, right? So 
we would consume this information. We actually got a mentor enrolled in a mentorship program that started got actually a couple of mentorship programs that we thought that was going to guide us uh, to where we want to go. But as we're continuing to go, we continue to believe that, oh, there's different ways to do these things better, right? So different avenue, podcasts, books, mentorship program, friends that would meet in different networking events. We started up our meetup events, so we meet people there as well. So just different ways that we could learn, uh, that we could put our hands on materials. Let's listen to podcasts like every day. And then sometimes you see some of them that is very, very good. He sends it to me. I don't listen to I'll be honest. I don't listen to it every day. But he says them to me. Uh, he'll be like, dude, you got to listen to this one. So I make it a priority, listen to it, and I call him back and we have a conversation about it. So every day we try to keep ourselves abreast with what's going on. And I don't know if, this, if that answers your question, but we try to utilize yeah. all avenues that have materials. Okay. Now, Leslie, you know, you had mentioned, you know, falling into that trap of thinking that when you have a deal, the money's going to come. It's very common. And it's a question I get like on the phone, sometimes numerous times a week, you know, from people asking, well, you know, is it the deal? How do I raise the capital? Or wait a minute, if I have a good enough deal, does it, you know, is the money going to come? And, you know, so tell me what your thought process was maybe compared to what it is now and, and what the listener should expect going through that same process. So the thought process was exactly as you put it, a good enough deal is going to bring the capital to you regardless of like the details to the deal. But there are many different ways. What we learned is there are many different ways that you could come across a deal. You know, you could um, have a deal that's your own. You could have a deal that's an opportunity to partner with somebody else and be part of a deal. So, and it is really challenging at that point in time when you have that deal at hand, no matter what the numbers are to go and start talking to people because at that point you feel the pressure as a person, right? And once you put that pressure in front of an investor and the first time they're seeing you, they're going to feel that pressure, that energy coming from you. Like you really want something from them instead of offering them an opportunity. Uh, To be honest, looking back, I don't blame some of the investors for turning us down, you know, because at that point in time, we knew this was a great opportunity. So that was a lot of bit of pressure on us. So we understood that, but That was a very good experience. At a point in time, it didn't seem that way, but it was a good thing it happened because afterwards we've been able to calm down and we find some of our systems doing things much better now. Anybody else say, you in the syndication business or you want to get in the syndication business, start talking to people. You'll be surprised at who is interested. And that is the biggest surprise I've gotten so far. It's great advice. Like not presenting to investors when you're under pressure especially when you're new at this game, like it's going to be obvious, right? When you're pressured to try to raise some capital, because yeah, it's going to be a quick way to turn people away when they see you're in need. It's a weird thing, right? You know, they perceive that even though they can't almost explain it, but it, it, it kind of puts some, sends up a red flag, right? Puts them on guard. And to add to that, you're not telling them to bring a thousand dollars. You're telling them to bring fifty thousand dollars and move. They're like, dude, yeah, yeah we talked about this before. I don't see you having the experience that you need to be able to do this. You are the one I know. Even if you tell me you have all these sponsors that have done it thousands of times, I don't know those people. You are the one that I know and I've not seen you do it for a long time. So the credibility is not there. So we're doing a lot of things differently right now when it comes to building our brand and building our credibility with our investors. Can you give me an example or two of things you all are doing differently after learning that lesson? An example of what we're doing right now is, you know, we're trying to bring up more awareness on our social media presence. That's one. Our meetup, we're trying to make sure that we invite the people that we know 
to our meetup so that they can start seeing that it's not just us. There's a community of people that does real estate investment in terms of multifamily as well. And now, of course, coming up on podcasts like this, some of these conversations that we have, we can share with some of the people in our network as well so that they can see that we're not just you know in here to try to make a quick buck. We're trying to actually build a sustainable business that can help provide an amazing property for people that can live in there. So we're doing a lot right now. We actually just had a new VA that can be helping us as well in terms of putting the word out there. So there's a lot of different things we're doing to fix those errors that we made. Most importantly, what we're doing that has been very, very incredibly helpful. And that's something that I learned from people like you is giving out value. Provide value to people. Provide value. Provide value to people and not necessarily value because you want something back. But when you give value to people, it comes back to you tenfold. So um, uh, the other thing I'm doing is I'm helping other people at my career, at my nine to five that might be interested in real estate, even if it's multifamily or something else, encouraging them and pushing them forward. So noticing that over time, you're building that credibility as the real estate guy and people come to you and ask you for questions about what they have. Now you could share resources that you have with them. You know, it's a very, very rewarding journey so far. Mm. Yes. So Leslie, you know, you mentioned like overcoming being introverted yes. and I think there's like, that's a common, it's a, such a common problem in our space because you do have to be, somebody on the team has to be like the investor relations, right? You got to be willing to just walk up to a group of people and say, Hey, how you doing? You know, and kind of put yourself out there to get those relationships started, you know, but I understand like it's very difficult for most. Some people are so terrified of crowds of people or having to talk to people like that. It's a real thing. And so I just wonder, you know, maybe some advice that you would have to overcoming, you know, and maybe that you still have that fear, but you've learned to overcome it or one way or the other, but share with us how you've, you know, what's helped you to overcome that. The biggest thing that has helped me to navigate through that is personal development. And that's one of the things that um, we connected on. Um, We do a lot of personal development and read a lot of books on mindset. That has been tremendously important in helping me. And one of the things I learned in the personal development, during my personal development learnings is your biggest growth comes through what you fear the most. So I challenge my fear every single day since I learned that. Uh, When I meet somebody, I see somebody and I feel that fear inside of me to go talk to them, I do exactly that. I walk up and I say hello and I talk to them. And surprisingly, they don't bite. You know, people are very nice when you're nice to them. People are very open when you talk to them. So slowly that has continued to eliminate that fear. I still work into situations where I feel the fear. But when I feel that fear, I do exactly what I'm feeling. So just listening to personal development content has been very, very instrumental in that journey. And being partners with somebody like him, he is go, 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 go. Sometimes we just go, I just follow. So I I piggyback on his energy and that has helped me a great deal in overcoming some of the challenges that I had earlier on. Okay. No, that's awesome. I loved what you said there. The most growth, and and I may have reworded it a little bit, correct me, but you said something like the most growth comes from what you fear the most. And then you said you challenge your fear every day. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, And so, but you know, we're about to run out of time. So just a few more questions for you guys before we have to go, but tell me, you know, what's been the hardest part of this syndication journey so far? It's just uh, the fear of the unknown. You're not really sure sometimes, you know, if, what you're doing is the right thing, right? Sometimes you 
feel like you have everything in place and then you realize you don't really have anything, right? Like Leslie had mentioned, the deal that we had, great partnership, great alliance and everything. And we felt like we had trust with a group of people that say they, you know, they got us, you know. And at the end of the day, we realized that we don't really, they didn't really get us with the dimension. So that's, that's one of the things that I, I've identified that has been a problem so far. Mm. I agree. And how are you all prepared for this potential downturn that everybody's talking about? <laughs> so same thing we instrumented into our business plan and our ideal for investing when we got together is just to be conservative focus on the right markets that have the strong fundamentals to rebound from any kind of recession. And um, we um, use the three fundamental laws of investing. We um, have enough money for reserve when we do our underwriting, get good property management. And if we do come across a great deal, we try to get long-term debt on it that can survive the duration of any downturn that comes around. What's the way that you all have improved your business recently that we could apply to ours? I think just getting the right team in place, getting the right systems in place. One of the big myths that a lot of people are, we, we see as we're growing and doing this business, again, we're still growing, is you don't have to spend money to do this business. That's a big myth. There's no way you can do this business, especially if you're trying to be a syndicator without you investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to invest in yourself. You got to, like, for instance, both of us have a, a very high demanding jobs and I have a financial safety business and I have a family as well, right? And then if I'm trying to do this as well, there's no way I can do everything myself. So both of us, one of the things we learned as we grow in our personal development is you have to leverage, you have to leverage, you have to leverage. And that's one thing that we decided to do this year differently. You know, we need to leverage people. So right now we have two people in our team. One person is in charge of marketing and then one person is in charge of all the other tasks that we have going on. So we're leveraging other people's skills to help us pull, propel, our business forward while we focus on the vital function, which is like beauty relationship with someone like yourself and the audience and then beauty relationship with brokers, beauty relationship with our investors and creating a system that can do all of this. Though it's been challenging, but as we're working towards, we're reading and learning and just continuing to grow. Is there something, uh, you know, maybe one thing specific that's helped you to develop a system or something that you use? So there's a book that I got this year. It's called Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt. It's a really good book that talks about how you can create a relationship with investors. That's one book that I read that, you know, helped us. Tell me the name uh, of it again. Fanatical Prospecting. Fanatical Prospecting. Okay. By Jeb Blunt. Yeah. Awesome. And then there's one other book that talked about our system. I can't remember the name of the book too, but that helped as well. So, but yeah. Nice. So tell me, how are you all finding investors right now? Just we talking to people in our networks, reaching out to people in our professional um, space, family members and meetups. Um, we also have some people come over there that have expressed some interest in investing. Okay. And then what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? I have to say personal development. I don't know if you say something. Huh? Yeah, personal development and our willingness to face the unknown, right? We, we don't know what tomorrow holds for us. But we believe that we'll be able to overcome it when we get there, right? Mm-hmm. So we just continue to confront it, confront it. We're not scared because we, we cannot, right now we can sit back. We can talk about a lot of people we took class with. A lot of them, we don't see them anymore, right? And that's one thing we tell ourselves. You know, sometimes I want to sleep a little bit, he wakes me up. Sometimes he wants to sleep a little bit, I wake him up. So we just continue to help each other grow in this process. So yeah, that's one thing. And tell us how you like to give back. 
Well, I've worked with an organization in Baltimore that in charge of feeding the homeless. They offer showers to the homeless in Baltimore as well. Volunteer my time for that. And um, recently, uh, I was on a visit back home where I'm from, Cameroon, that is affected by um, a crisis right now, um, conflict. And um, I had the opportunity to um, share some stuff with um, some of the people that are displaced from that. So that was a really rewarding experience. However way we can continue to get back, do a lot of anonymous donations as well. And typically don't like to talk about sure. some of the stuff that we do to other people. So one of my vision and I've shared with, with, with Leslie is, you know, my wife, she's American. My daughter, you see from here in this year, we're planning to visit my hometown. If sadly any of us get sick in my hometown in Bonnet Island, we don't have a hospital that I feel like I can comfortably take my family to. And my goal is at one point in time, as I continue to grow in this journey, is to be able to create a hospital where that has all the equipment, that have all the necessary skill set and tools to be able to take care of people, that people like myself that wants to visit back home. But if I get sick, I don't have a place to go. So that's one big mission that I have or one calling that I have in my head that is driving me every single day. And that's, of course, there's a lot of people out in, in Africa that need help. You know, some people, I was talking to a doctor's friend uh, yes, no, on Saturday where some people cannot even do a normal physical, like a normal physical test. They don't know what's wrong with them. And you see that people just pass away suddenly. So I want to be able to be a part of that change as I continue to grow. And the only way I can do that is if I can create a business that creates sustainable cash flow that can take back home to use to help a lot of other people, you know. Guys, Leslie, Denny, thank you guys so much for your time today and sharing just from your experiences, the ups and downs and some things that's helped you just really grow, right? And push through to grow through fear and even just, you know, learning, you know, about the, the money not coming just because you have a great deal potentially. But, uh, but anyway, you know, thank you guys so much. Tell the listeners though how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Uh, you could visit our website, which is www.excitecapital.com. And if you're in the Washington, D.C., Virginia, or Maryland area, please come join us at our meetup. It's on the meetup app. It's called Excite Multifamily Apartment Investing Meetup. We host it every first Monday of the month in College Park, Maryland. You could also join our Facebook group, which is the exciting wall of multifamily investing. Visit our website. And just to clarify, the Excite is Excite Xylophone. S as in Samuel, I as in Indigo, T as in Tango, E as in Edward, capital.com. So X-S-I-T-E. Awesome, guys. That's a wrap. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Whitney. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital 
making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.